we are um, we're gonna go back to the media episode really quickly. We're gonna do banger or not. So I'm gonna list a song. All three of you guys are gonna weigh in and tell me if you guys think it's a banger or not. Uh, Aiden, we're gonna start with you each time. We're gonna go through the order: Aiden, Ryan, Brady, and then myself. So the first one, three thousand and five by Childish Gambino. Ooh, there was like a a brief time when I really liked that song, but I'm gonna go with no. Okay. Okay. Uh, is there is there a reason for that for that, or are you just just not not feeling it? You know. Well, I like because I listened to it a lot and I played it, but it's also just not my kind of music. It was like odd for me to listen to it when I did, and like I really enjoyed it, but I think I just overplayed it. Okay. All right. Um, Ryan, how about you? Three thousand and five. Yeah, uh, I would agree with Aiden in the sense where I I played it way too much when it when it like I was listening to it, but. To me, it's still a banger. Like that's anytime that song comes on, that's a banger. So Fair. it's always going to be that way for me. Childish Gambino is super talented. So I'd agree with that. I think. Well, I think Don Glover as a whole is super talented. He's got he's got yeah. range. That man, uh, Brady. How about you? Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, I not my favorite Bino song, but uh, I'm gonna say it's a banger, man. I'm just, no matter how many times I listen to it, I'm still gonna blast that in the car and, and and listen to it so i feel like uh brady's a wed bone kind of guy like a, <laughs> what you say? isn't it red bone, bone, bone? bone kind of guy <laughs> on purpose yo i hit yeah. i hit that i hit that first note pretty well i do say so myself do it right now <clears throat> daylight <laughs> is that good yeah that was great that was fantastic man um, I listen to I it again. <laughs> I uh, so you guys brought up the interesting point, and I have a follow up question to this song. Um, of like listen to Bill, like like Aiden said he overplayed it. You guys all said he overplayed it. For me, I also overplayed the song because it was so good. Um, but a banger for me has to like hold up through the test of time. I think it. I overplayed it for myself, and so now it doesn't hold up. Uh, so I'm gonna go with not a banger there. Um. And then we can go on to the next one. Aiden, we're back to you. The motto by Drake. Uh, I'm I'm still gonna go with no. Honestly, oh. I was never a fan of that song. Um, really? Yeah, never. Because it was like it was really big, but honestly, like I've never really like been into rap music, and uh, I don't know personally. I just never enjoyed it. Fair. Uh, Ryan, how about yourself? Um, I think again, I would. Well, I would. I would agree with Aiden. Like this song was literally everywhere when it came out. Like on the radio, the clean version was like it got it got unbearable to listen to. I would say it's not a banger. I'm not a huge Drake guy in the first place, and this song like is sort of grating after the thousandth time you listen to it. So, fair. Yeah, uh, Brady, how about you? I'm gonna go with banger again. That was that was my jam back in grade eight. Uh, I I could rap that whole song, um, minus the bad words. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> never said those. That was the that uh, was the peak. That was the peak of um. I mean, like the bad, life. Yeah, I mean, like the, the words I can't say. Um, I yeah, I can do that whole thing. The peak of YOLO. I remember my dad asking me what YOLO meant. So. 
is that <laughs> that that might be the funniest image that we've ever produced on the podcast. Ian asking like, what uh, what YOLO is. He asked it like way longer than he like he should have asked it way before, but it, it was like a few months into the YOLO phase, and he's like, "What's a YOLO?" I'm like, "Oh my goodness, this has been <laughs> a thing." That? What's a YOLO? Unreal. Um. So the fact that I'm not like I'm not the biggest Drake fan. Like I think I only like have like three of his songs on my phone. Um. But the motto is absolutely a banger. The fact that, like, I, I don't even think I listen to it that much, like, personally. Like, obviously, you hear it every day on the radio. Or you did, anyways. Uh, but the fact that I can also rap the whole thing. Like, if it starts playing, I can go through the whole thing. It's absolutely a banger. Um, so, Brady, I'm on, I'm on your side there. Uh, third one. Break the Chains by Fleetwood Mac. Aiden, you're starting us off. That one, for me, is a sneaky banger. Um... And oh. I actually don't know if uh, <laughs> why'd you have to do that. Um, I actually don't know if Ryan and Brady have heard this song a lot, but it's been circulating on TikTok quite a bit, and like the chorus is a banger. Interesting, Ryan. How about you? Yeah, it's a classic banger. Yeah, all you gotta say. Sweet and simple, eh? Yeah. Um, how about you, Brady? Yeah. Classic banger. I, I love this, you know, just stomping my feet to the beat, my feet to the beat there. Uh, and the chorus is pretty freaking fire. So definitely, definitely a, a good song to blast in, in the car. Like, oh. I love when the chorus is comes it, in. Is it just called The Chain? I think it's just The Chain. Th- you might be right. I think it is The Chain as well. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, I... Unprepared, I have to listen to that song. I'm going to do that while Aiden talks about the next song, and then I'll give my thoughts in a second. Um, Aiden. Yes. This one is near and dear to your heart, and this segment, this opener, was was created for the purpose of me asking this this question. All-Star by Smash Mouth. Um, I feel like as a Shrek fan, I have to answer yes. Like, there's no other, there's no other answer to that. When Smash Mouth comes on, I automatically think of the, um, like movie intro with Shrek getting ready in the swamp. So yes, that is a banger. Fires me up. Ryan, um, this is a certified ten out of ten banger. Always gonna sing it when it's on. Um, Shrek is a all-time classic it's part of the reason why it is so yeah that's always going to be a banger no matter what brady um due to my confliction with the band smash mouth i am going to say not a banger and i do not support them oh uh wait what happened? what is your confliction with them completely forget uh they 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 they, Okay, I'm trying to look it up. They're from California. I forget what team, because uh, they're a hardcore fan of some team. And they wouldn't the sing All Star when Brady went to their concert, and the only reason he went is yeah, to hear All Star. That's why he's beeping the whole. I think it was the Raptors. I don't know. Like we were facing the Toronto. One of the Toronto teams was facing one of their teams in the thing, and they just went so like overboard and saying really bad things. So, like there's you know there's banter, but these guys were saying like really bad things. I forget what it was. I just like injuries from and like California. It was just distasteful. Yeah, I'm trying to fix. Like I, I don't know what team face like L.A. or 
Did they steal Kawhi and then just gold? like rip you a new one? May oh, maybe it was Golden State then. Oh, no. oh, it could very well be Golden State. It could very well be Golden State. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was something like that. And then uh, they're, yeah, they're being like real jerky about it. I was like, you know, I was like, you know what? Fuck these guys. All Stars is a good Here song, though, but <laughs> I, I just don't <laughs> like Smash Mouth. So I, I, I'm going to first to soundtrack. I'm going to agree with Brady. Um, I don't think it's a banger, not because I hate Smash Mouth, but just because the song, if it wasn't for Shrek, the song just sucks. Like, I would never sit down and just listen to that song. Like, Ryan goes 10 out of 10 banger. I'm going, like, 0 out of 10. That speaking. has no business being anywhere played. In, like, in but it is in Shrek, and it does make it better. It, it doesn't make Shrek better. Shrek makes the sound the sound better. Like, the, 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 the scenes behind the music were fantastic when that song was played. Yeah, but you... Yeah, but you can't separate one from the other at this well, point. Shrek was well, bathing himself. Not, it's not a good. All right, Aiden, you don't song. have to kink shame me like that. <laughs> yeah, Shrek That's... is love. Shrek is life. Don't <laughs> stop. Okay. We're um, no, but like, if you just if you just play the song on its own, like the other three songs. Oh, by the way, Break the Chains, absolute banger. I played two seconds of it. And I might know exactly what song this is. So, absolute banger. Yeah, for sure. Um. But like the other three songs are like good. If you like listen to them on their own, they're good. I will never ever listen to All Star by Smash Mouth on my own. Just like sitting there and be like, you know what I really want to listen to right now? All Star. That's never gonna happen. So it's not a banger for me. It's not. I agree um, with that. Um, yeah. To an extent, I I still think it's a banger. But I think I completely agree with you when you say that Shrek makes the song better, not the other way around. Thank you, Aiden. I appreciate that. Um. But speaking it's of fire music, oh, Ryan, I was just about to tee up a transition. Uh, speaking of fire music, we have a new intro song that that just got played. Uh, shout out to our boy Jake Mandrick for putting that together for us. Uh, his Instagram link will be down in the description. Um, super talented. Um, I didn't, I knew he like loved music, obviously, and I knew he was like good at guitar. I didn't know how good he was until like he was on my for you page on TikTok, and I'm like, wait, I know him, and so like I. I I sent him a text. I'm like, dude, you're still, like absolutely incredibly talented. Like, how about you make an intro for Casey Punt? He did it. Uh, it sounds absolutely unreal. So, um, yeah, you know, so you're welcome, everybody, for listening to that. But yeah, uh, thanks, Jake. It's fantastic. We really Jake. appreciate it. Uh, yeah, give it up. Give it up for our boy. Um, we'll have him on the pod soon. He's he's one of the one of the boys. So we'll have him on the on the pod soon. Shoot the shit. Have some beers. Um, Jake, if you're listening, that's an open invite. Uh, but hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Case and Punt podcast. Uh, like I said, we have new music, but the boys, four of us are still the same. Aiden, Ryan, Brady, and myself, Keyshawn, here. Um, and uh, we got a, we got a, another non-football episode. It's a little bit more media-heavy, but first, uh, Aiden has a story that he would like to share. Yeah, so it's pretty perfect that we're talking about music because the story kind of revolves around a song. Um, so basically... Uh, today at lunch, I got in my car to basically go get a coffee. Um, I was pretty tired, so I was like, you know what would be really good, like an iced coffee right now? So I get in my car, and on my way to and from work, I listen to my music pretty loud because I have to go on the highway, and like my vehicle, like there's something wrong with the sunroof, so it like leaks a lot of like noise. Um, so I have to listen to my music pretty loud, plus I'm like deaf, so there's that, but... Um, anyways, can, can relate. <laughs> so I, I get in my car and, uh, started up and basically the uh, radio was already pretty loud. I wasn't prepared for it. 
Um, but I basically started my summer playlist and the first song that came on was uh, Dick Down in Dallas. Um, <laughs> and so like... Why well, is it on your playlist? A new remix came out and it's actually like I, the like tune of it is super good. Like it is a really hype song when you don't pay attention to the words. But unfortunately, I didn't realize how loud the song was. Like it was playing like super loud. And of course, with how humid it's been, the first thing you do when you get in the car, you roll down the windows, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting there for just a second and I was, cause I was like on my phone trying to find where the nearest like Starbucks was. Cause I was thinking like, okay, I could go to Tim's, but I kind of want to go to Starbucks. So I was trying to find Wait. where the nearest one was. Wait, can it's I guess? Guy. Did you get the, the iced oat milk, brown sugar thing? The espresso? No, I, I, I didn't go to Starbucks cause oh. what happened next ruined oh. my entire life. Um, so sure enough that song is playing and uh pretty much just as the chorus hits so not my department manager but one of the assistant managers that overlooks like my department essentially walks over to my car and hears it just blatantly like screaming the chorus and if you haven't heard the chorus of that song i urge you to go and listen to it so you can feel my embarrassment at that time because he was coming over to say like, hey, have a good lunch. But no, he gets meted by some vulgar language. So can you can Anyways. you read out some of the lyrics for us? Um, Just to set the stage. I don't want to, but I will. I will. <laughs> so it opens up with she's getting dicked down in Dallas, railed out in nice. Raleigh, tag teamed in Tennessee. Um, So it's it's not great, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah. I don't think that was the worst part of it because I was like, I drove away and in my mind, I'm like, okay, he didn't hear. He didn't hear. It's chill. It's fine. He wasn't listening to the music. Again, it was pretty loud. There's no way he wouldn't have heard, right? So I get back to work. Um, I'm basically just working on something. He comes over to me and he's like, uh, hey, man, so that music. <laughs> no. That's tough. I'm like, what? You didn't no, no, no. He wasn't like mad about it. He was killing himself laughing. Um yeah. Very, very oh, yeah. cool guy, but like, I was like, there's just absolutely no way that just happened to me. And it's like, I'm still new, so um, not great, but uh, again, oh, an impression. Like, cool guy, just but... Crippling. I'm getting crippling third, third-hand embarrassment for you. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it was it was astronomically uh, terrible. Plus, like, when he came over to me, I was not really doing anything. I was kind of just chilling there because, like, we had finished everything we needed to do for the day, so it looked like extra bad um if that makes any sense but yeah so that was probably just about one of the worst things to ever happen to me i do um, have i do have a like a little bit of a follow-up one i can't believe that like that song is like on your playlist i'll send you like, the exact version but it's pretty good but, like, uh, yeah like, like please do and I'll, I'll absolutely give it a listen but like especially for like like most like like rap and hip-hop and whatever stuff like i don't really care about the lyrics if it's a banger it's a banger mm-hmm. um but for country especially like i, I like I, like a lyric can make or break the song like if there's like a stupid lyric in it like i will like just not have the entire song on my phone um i don't know why and i really wish i could think of an example off the top of my head but i can't um, but that entire song, I'm like, yeah, that's just, I just don't want to listen to that. Well, yeah, but, but it's like, I'm also this... not expecting, like, my biggest thing is like, 
I rarely play that playlist around other people. Like it's pretty much just around me. Cause that's my like pure country, like the songs I like, not the songs that everyone likes country. So yeah. it's like, that's the one I play when I'm driving, when I'm just chilling by myself. So like, it's not a, yeah, that was my thought process obviously. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't like, I, I couldn't tell you either because it is super off brand for me. Um, because yeah. I'm not a fan of funny songs either, but mm-hmm. the beat and like the tune of that one, it's just like, I don't know why it's so catchy, but it is. And I actually don't know if you remember the guy, um, that sang the country version of the box, you know, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, Rashad. Rashad. Yeah. yeah. It, he's like featured on it. Like, Oh, cool. So it's him and, uh, the other guy. I can't remember the other guy's name. Ray Lewis. Trey Lewis, yes. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Oh, my other follow-up. Yes. Um, I think that it could be like a fun little, like like breaking the ice with your manager. Like that's the thing that like you know gets you in his good books because obviously he doesn't he doesn't seem to care at all that you're listening to very vulgar music. Um, so you know, positive note. Oh, he's like, but that's the other thing to remember. Like it's it's just lows. Like it's not. Um, so even the. Uh, like it's not going to be as like professional as uh, some other work environments would be. And uh, a lot of the people that work there aren't like overly professional in their mindset, especially when it's like a casual conversation. Like when it's time to work, it's time to work. But like um, stuff like that, like um, yeah, I would not expect many of the managers there to uh, hold that against someone, but um, nonetheless, just like, terribly embarrassing it would be embarrassing if it was anyone right like um but have the you fact guys that it was like an assistant manager was like oh kill me like just mercy kill me on the spot please push me to traffic um have you guys ever had your phone go off in class and like start playing music yes uh the only thing that ever happened to me in class is, is someone called me and then our music teacher in I think it was in grade nine or ten. Took it and then put it in her bra because that's what she did. No. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, yeah, what, grade? Yeah. what grade? What grade? Nine or ten. High school. Oh, so okay. So, so we know the music teacher then. That is terrible, man. I would have just thrown the whole phone away. Well, she did it to like in there. I'm on her phone. Like that's where she would like hide it. Did she do it to everyone or just you? I, <laughs> she did that to everyone, I'm pretty sure. She did to rob a ton. Yeah, 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 yeah his yeah. phone was always in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Sweet. terrible. That's it'd be, terrible. It'd be all greasy and stuff getting back. Like, oh, it was horrible. I'd laugh pretty hard. I knew how to hide uh, my phone. Yeah, like I mean, I never got caught with like my phone out in class. Like, I mean, like unless it was like just blatant and I didn't, I didn't care about it. Like if you needed to use your phone in class, like you could easily get away with. But that's not the point of the uh, the episode, Aiden. That is a pretty pretty funny story though. Made me made me laugh the quite a bit. The only point I have, uh, I've never heard this song, but in my head, when you said like, uh, was it Dick down in Dallas? Is that it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. So in my head, it was singing to the tune of "Walking in Memphis." So. That's I'm not the sure point if I that one, but um, Dick down in Memphis. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. actually exactly it. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. No shit. That's, that's like that's, 
what Brady just sang, like that's exactly what the song sounds like. That's like, uh, like I'll send you the song to listen to after. <laughs> that is like identical to the tune. Like that's like, really funny. Oh, so Ryan, the okay, third so line so in the song, the third line in the chorus is tag teamed out in Tennessee, and then it, it just it just gets worse from there. It's 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 a funny song, but again, I don't like having funny songs on my phone. Ooh, serious when it comes to music. That's why you're not a funny person. I'm not. You gotta have that. I'm not. You gotta have that. So TM, for... You gotta have that TM. You gotta have that TMG on the phone. Oh, okay. Well, I do actually have TMG, but that's because that's yeah, that's different. Oh. TMG is different. Com- wait, 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 literal wait. comedians. But how is that different? Yeah, but their shit actually bangs though. Okay, okay, okay. But that's hang what on, I'm saying on, about that song though, because I am hang saying on. the tune is good. Okay, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't I'm, have it Walkman. if it wasn't a good song. I have Walkman on my phone because I think that song's a banger. But then I also, I also have um, uh, the Short King. What is it? Short King. Short, King's Short, King. Anthem. Short King's Anthem. But that's because I like I like Black Bear and also like you know Short King Stand Up. Got to support. They do. You know? I can tell you their two newest songs, Sophia and Daddy, are also really good. Yeah, Absolute they definitely need this. They definitely need the shout out on our podcast. So everybody, go listen. They're a small group, um, just starting up. Check it. Uh, yeah, just, I think Cody the can only has follow. like five and a half million followers on YouTube, so you never know. Yeah, so, you need the exposure. So just like a, just like a small starting out channel. So go go, go give them a listen. Uh, just a fellow Canadian, you know. Yeah, just yeah. Go, go support you know Canadian yeah. man. Yeah, I'm sure he's giving us a couple shout outs too. Um, yeah, I'll text him yeah. after and let him know. Yeah. <laughs> hell of a bit if anybody can uh, let us know what that bit's from uh what episode that's from oh uh five five hundred dollars to your bank account no no maybe we'll post you on our insta story or something like that um but okay so we do actually have a point to this episode it's not just gonna be a complete dome like it's been so far uh brady you want to get into it uh yeah we uh we touched on some tv shows last episode but we're uh we're gonna focus in on the two new marvel shows uh, that came out this past year, being WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, just going to talk a bit about, you know, what we liked about it, what we didn't like, um, implications for the future as more movies and TV shows are slated to come out and how they all intersect and whatnot and explain more of the unanswered questions that we had from the, the movies. And uh, and yeah, um, so I guess we're going to start with uh, WandaVision. So just very basic. Uh, Ryan, did you like the TV series because it was a little bit different than what we're used to um, in terms of the style of the show. Did I like the TV series? Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, well, both <laughs> ones we're going to talk about are, are so good. Like, these are, yes. even if, so the problem with, like, the Marvel itself, whenever they make something, even if it's not their best content, it's better than 95% of the content out there. Like, so it's really hard to, like, miss for them. Yeah, and like the production is going to be super high no matter what. Um, so at the very least, it's gonna gonna look good. It's gonna have you know good fight scenes, um, and like just like the lore is gonna be cool and uh, world building, kind of, kind of like the new Star Wars movies. In that, yeah, the plot might be shitty, but like at the very least, it's gonna look real cool and it's gonna be you know, lots of world building and whatnot. Um, Aiden, what about you? Um, honestly, I, I thought it was super good. Um, the one thing that ticked me off a little bit was the whole, I'm, and I'm sure we'll get into it, so I won't, uh, mansplain it, but, um, the whole surprise cameo thing that, that really ticked me off. Um, because as we know, it wasn't a surprise cameo at all. So, 
Um, uh, yeah, that just made me mad. But I, I have to say, all in all, uh, the show was really fun to watch and fun to like, um, like make theories about and look forward. It it was like genuinely looking forward to the next episode every single week. And there were a few times where I even debated. Like I looked at the clock and I'm like, okay, so it's one thirty. Like. Should I just stay up the extra hour and a half and just watch it or like enjoy it the next day? It was, it was always like enjoy it the next day, but, um, there was definitely a few times where I was debating it. Yeah. I remember, uh, the one time I think for the second last episode, it was, um, it was like 2 AM and I was up and, um, I'm like, well, may as well stay up and watch it because like, it was like pretty highly anticipated so i stayed up and went to bed at four and then went to work the next day um uh, so that was cool uh but and last last year when the, the last season of clone wars came out i stayed up because i wasn't working then so i uh, i stayed up every single night at, at three and, and watched them which was pretty dope um but i don't think i'll ever do that again unless it's like something crazy um but you bring up a good point and a question i want to ask you are you a fan of it being like these new tv shows going to the weekly format or do you like it when they just dump the whole season at once and you can kind of watch binge it all at once if you want me like, or yeah same order well ryan um i'm a big fan of binging stuff um, so, like, if they were to dump it, I would probably watch it all as fast as possible. But if I'm being honest, like, them doing it weekly actually is probably better that way. Because th- then you have, like, a chance to make like make these theories, talk about it, sit on it. Um, and then you're looking forward to something every week as well. So, like, sort of lengthening it out, lengthening it out is is probably preferable to me. At least it makes it more fun that way, I think. Well, yeah, like I have to say, like, especially with a show like WandaVision, where every single episode was like a cliffhanger, like with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we didn't get that as much. Like it wasn't like every episode was a massive cliffhanger. You just kind of knew like stuff was going to progress. But with WandaVision, like that's what they like lived off of. They lived off of the cliffhangers and the anticipation of what's going to happen next. And like there were these massive moments like when they brought in uh evan peters to play like quicksilver and that was just a fun little cameo but like um realistically it was like after that like everyone blew up it's like oh my gosh like the end cameo is going to be uh magneto and it's like okay it's definitely magneto but who's going to play him like there's something (laughs) to speculate about every single part about it so um with those like theories that like evolved, I'd have to say that was the best part of the show for me. Like the content in itself was super enjoyable, but it honestly could have been a 15 minute long YouTube video that I watched every week, took the bare basics of, and then like went on to like talk to you guys and like theorize about it. And it still would have been amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like I, for the record, I'm I'm for the weekly release. Like I love that discussion and get to talk to people, look at other people's opinions, and maybe like learn some stuff that you forgot. Like oh, in this in this movie, and you know, in this Marvel movie, this person did this, but like I something I wouldn't think of if I was binging it. Um, uh, but I think the theorizing it was both good and bad because obviously it was so much fun to theorize and like think of all the possibilities and oh, this happened in the comics and they can go this way or they can go that way. But it was also like a bad thing in that like 
99% of the theories were incorrect and it just, they kind of just let people down a little bit. Um, every, every, every single week, it wasn't just like the big ones that, um, everyone knows about, but, uh, it was just like a lot of stuff. It's like, Oh, like with the, with Mon- when Monica said like, Oh, I know an aerospace engineer that could help us out. And like, Oh, okay. We're getting Reed Richards. Nope. And you know, it's, that's not what that meant. And, um, yeah, with Evan Peters, like you said, it's like, Oh, like this is opening up the, the X-Men crossover that this is how they're going to bring them in. Nope. It's just like a random guy. And it's like, and, and you know, the whole Magneto and the whole Magneto thing. And like, the question wasn't even, is Magneto going to show up? It was like, is, Aspender gonna play him or McKellen gonna play him? Like that was like our discussion. Um, like nothing happens whatsoever, and it's like ah, I kind of I'm, I'm let down. So even though they were all good episodes, I think it it doesn't seem as good because you're expecting, you know. And I don't think any of us expected like something super super crazy to happen, but like because you know we we know not to get our expectations up, but. uh Still, you know, it leaves a little bad taste in your mouth sometimes. Yeah, but, like, the only thing I, I could say on that is that, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I'd love to see John Krasinski play uh, Reed Richards like he was reportedly doing. And I'd love to see the X-Men start to be integrated into the, the Marvel Universe. But, like, at the same time, like, the way that they did the show is, um, it was it was such an intimate, like, um, ending and it kind of makes it okay that, that they didn't have, like, they had, I know they had Benedict Cumberbatch in to film a couple scenes as um, Doctor Strange, and then they took it out, um, reportedly. Um, but he was, set, fat, like, saw on set, so, like, he did do something for it, and then they just decided not to put it in. And, yeah, of course, you'd want to see him, but the reason they didn't is because they wanted to keep it, like, really intimate, like, just uh, Vision and Wanda and their relationship. And that was the heart of the show, so you can't really fault them for not doing like these huge crossovers and like the way they did is was like, I really liked it because they, they sort of like, they knew the focus of the show and they stuck to it. And a lot of shows don't do that. I mean, over time, like they'll, they'll branch out and they'll forget what the main focus of the show was. And the main focus was Wanda and vision and, you know, Wanda's like emotions following, you know, visions, death and end game or infinity war and slash end game. Um, and so, like, it was a lot about, you know, her struggling to cope with that. And then, you know, whatever happened at the end, I don't want to spoil it in case everybody's seen the ending. But for those who saw the ending, they know, like, sort of what's going to happen next-ish. And the other point I would have is that it was, it's sort of the perfect jumping point or launching point for Phase 4 of Marvel. Um, because, you know, whatever happens next, you know, Wanda's reportedly... Have, becoming a villain she may not be a villain um but like it seems like a, such a, a a great jumping point and uh her becoming a scarlet witch like in full was was really really cool as well um and so whether she becomes a big bad for the next phase is is yet to be seen but it could go either way and i i kind of like that that idea yeah she is uh slated to be one of the main people in Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I My personal prediction is that, like, she's kind of, like, bad or, like, quote-unquote bad for, like, half the movie. And then her and Doctor Strange kind of, like, team up or he, like, talks some sense into her or whatever. And, the, and he kind of saves her. And uh, they kind of team up against whatever the big bad is, whoever that may be. Um, but I think we do get – I think we will see a little bit of a villain – 
S. Villainous like, Wanda. They do they they do it in such a way where like it's sort of like like Loki, for instance. I'm not gonna talk about the show, but like his character arc until now, is that he was a villain, but everybody sympathized with him um for the most part and liked him. And she'd be the exact same way. Like as a kid, her family was blown up by one of Tony Stark's more, like, so, rockets. Yeah. Um then she was recruited by a a branch of like I believe the Nazis by Hydra, like they were a branch of the Nazis, I, I think. Um, or at least they started that way. Um, and then she had tests done on her. She got these powers. She wanted to get retribution on Tony Stark because of his missiles. And then she sort of joined the the Avengers family. And then half of them were taken away from her. She fell in love with Vision. He died. Um, she got this family in WandaVision. Her she brother died. Created this family. Fell in love with all of them again. And then, oh yeah, brother. Her brother died as well. Um, and then they all got taken away. So she's literally just left with absolutely nothing. And I think like her in isolation in those mountains with um, at the end of the, the series with, you know, the Scarlet Witch reading um, the book of, I can't remember what it's named, but like. Um, the Darkhold? Is that, is that, is that, is that, is that oh, yeah, the Darkhold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so like the Scarlet Witch was reading that and her and she was like in isolation, just her like. It's sort of just telling of like where she's at mentally, I suppose, and I, I like that was really good. I think. Yeah, I think I think they're doing a great job. Like they've just they've just shown all the grief she's been through, like more than I could ever imagine, and it's just it's really setting up the if she does become a villain, like people would I think pe- most people would root for her, including myself. Like it's like damn, I I I understand. Like go go all out. Like I I support what you're about to do. Um, I think that's going to be uh, interesting to see. Uh, would you you feel the same way, Aiden? Like you kind of would sympathize with her? Oh, yeah, like most certainly. Like, And the thing is, like if you didn't sympathize with her before, like after watching WandaVision, you have to. Like there's no possible way not to, right? But um, I think uh, another thing that kind of has to be looked at, and I don't think it gets enough attention, like, it might, I just don't see much from it, but like where the heck, and this is a spoiler, um, that's going to be a little bit of a heads up there, but like where the heck did White Vision go, right? Like, so I think my theory is we could potentially see him, and this isn't even like just my theory, I think it's like a very widely thought theory, we could see him in the Multiverse of Madness, or we're going to see him in Black Panther 2. Um yeah. I think there's a possibility for that, but it would be, I feel like it would be awkward to try to fit him into uh black Panther too. But I feel like, um, like with the unfortunate passing of like Chadwick Boseman, like, I don't know what kind of direction they're going to try to take that movie in. So, uh, that's going to be interesting to see and to see if they do fit uh vision into black Panther two somehow. But, um, like, because that's the thing. They're not just going to forget about him. Like, that is a huge, pivotal piece in the show. And it is essentially what the show was working to, like, set up, right? Um, But I think that could be one of the factors that maybe if we do see him in Multiverse of Madness, like, well, as you said previously, Brady, like... um kind of shifts Wanda's perspective and maybe turns her into a good guy or like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it turns into like an all out 
even worse for her because she doesn't believe that he's the real vision or whatever. Right. Um, so it could go either way. I genuinely think, but, um, I think it would be really cool to see the white vision in multiverse of madness. Um, but I, I think the show did a very good job of setting up Wanda's role and kind of changing her in like to fit a villain role in multiverse of madness. And, uh, and Paul Bettany's definitely not done with with you know with Marvel and everything. Like he definitely wants to return and everything. Um, he's definitely not done, I think. And Vision and people love Vision and Wanda, and sep- both separately and together. So I I don't think they are done with any of that. Um, and then also I think I think we're gonna see Agatha in Multiverse of Madness because at the end again another spoiler at the end of the last episode when um Wanda defeats her and puts her in her I think what she puts her in like a home in Westview or something like that to keep her there and then Agatha says uh you know you're you're gonna need me like you're you're super dangerous now you have all these powers you're, you're gonna need me and then uh Wanda says well if I do need you I know where you are the so I think that kind of so I <laughs> so fucking cute um <laughs> well, that, think... that's what I was gonna I like, think I, we're I, gonna I, see Agatha again, and yeah, maybe like a, I, and then and then maybe some quid pro quo quid pro row, um, awesome power show uh, reference there. Uh, I think uh, I think we're gonna see a little like, hey, I'll I'll help you do this if then uh, she does a favor for Agatha, whether that's like a then about give her powers back or let her go free, and maybe that ends up biting her in the butt, or maybe it's just like she just helps. Uh, defeat somebody and she f's off i don't know so that's that'll be interesting as well i i put together a couple questions just while you guys were talking just the things that i like that i remember and talking points for wandavision um but like i was just gonna ask like how did you guys feel about paul bettany and elizabeth olsen and like their characters because they're very much the heart and obviously elizabeth olsen and, and wanda are the main character um but like paul bettany is and and vision are, are like also at the heart of the show so like i found that their their chemistry and their relationship uh, between the characters was so so good and and they're both such excellent actors like this this really had a like a the quality of a movie to me um and like obviously it's marvel and i have really high like production costs and and they green light a bunch of money for this stuff but I, it just felt like so like um I guess clean and and not much like a television show, um, in that respect. And and their relationship was really really good. Yeah, hundred percent. Agree. I think uh, so. I do completely agree. But um, this isn't even a hot take. Like this is just known <laughs> at this point. Like that Marvel, like will always cast the best actor for the role actor or actress i will specify um and i think you're completely right like with their casting of paul bettany and elizabeth olsen and like that's the thing i don't even know like was elizabeth olsen like big before because i actually didn't even know she was an olsen sister until wandavision was coming out like i i also did not know (laughs) i had no idea so like realistically like was she a big deal before marvel or did she just kind of come out of nowhere 
she wasn't like a list or anything, but like she was still like in the industry. Like she was still yeah, an actress, yeah. and uh, but like I don't think now never in anything huge. I remember looking at her filmography, but uh, I don't think it was anything big. It was just more so child actress like her sisters, but she was just kind of like in it because she was in the family. Like she didn't have, like, have like a mm-hmm. main role or anything. But yeah, like I I think. It's not, yeah, it's not like she was super big. Everyone knew her, and then she got cast, and everyone's like, yeah. I, I, I think it was relatively, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she Marvel wasn't, like, just... Godzilla as a supporting oh. character and stuff like that, but that was nothing, like... like, huge. But that was also, like, post-beginning Marvel, correct? Like, that was post-Age of Ultron? It could have been, yeah. It definitely could have been. Um, Yeah, I just think Marvel, like, whoever they have scouting talent at Marvel, like, A1... And you got to think like it's definitely world class like uh, talent scouts and stuff like that. Um, oh, it was actually. Have... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, just fact checking. It was one year before Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so. maybe they saw her in that. So uh, that is actually a very good point because, but I still think like they just they really hire. Um, actors that take a gen and what i also think is so cool is that they hire actors that take a genuine interest and like love of the roles so like you look at robert downey jr who played tony stark and like not not identical lives but like they really did have identical like mindsets yeah. you know what i mean like they he really could, had similar personalities yeah, he could relate to the character and like obviously they're they're different but like he can it, it, it's awesome when as an actor you can kind of look inside yourself to play the role a bit and obviously they, they have different they had different struggles and you know real life compared to the, the movie but i think it's really cool you can kind of draw on personal experience or traits of yourself um and kind of Motions and use that in our experiences and it, you know, use that in, say, in your character sorry a lot of people say that um he he's uh, like wasted best actor quality be, meaning that he's been with marvel and as tony stark for so long where he could have been winning like a bunch of um awards as best actor in other roles because that's how good of an actor he is and i think that's a little bit a little bit harsh of a statement but a lot of people like it's been said and uh but that's the type of quality of actor he is. And, and he injected a lot of that into the character of Tony Stark. Like you, I genuinely couldn't see anybody else playing Tony Stark ever. See, that's, ever. that's the thing. Like I, I agree with that statement to an extent that it's like for him, he might think at some point, like, Oh, that kind of sucks. Like, um, he, he wasn't Sherlock Holmes, but like, we all know like that wasn't crazy. Uh, he went and did another, uh, film, recently that got a lot of hype uh i I can't remember what it was called the animal doc it wasn't called that but like dr doolittle was it dr doolittle yeah i think it was like a remake or a sequel it's it's happened a few times yeah yeah so he he starred in both of those but um no it was like old timey this is this is gonna bother me because i don't know if it was but uh anyways um, you look at those and like they weren't great you know what I mean like they didn't boom the way that like Iron Man did but looking back like uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to look back on his role as Iron Man and be like I'm legitimately Iron Man if they yeah. make a follow up series the 
which was a phenomenal movie. I yeah, believe it was called. Um, it's do it, it was Doolittle. Oh, okay. But it's the same thing as like uh, Heath Ledger and the Joker. Like every Joker from here until the end of time is going to be compared to Heath Ledger. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he was like just so perfect for the role. It's funny because a lot of people were like, how is he ever going to compare to Jack Nicholson? Because Jack Nicholson was so good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, course. he was just that good. I mean, he was in a lot of really good stuff like Knight's Tale and Brokeback Mountain. Like he, he was a pretty good established actor um, yeah. going into that. Yeah, that's that's a very good point as well. My second sort of talking point was about, and you guys touched a little bit on it, was I just want to see how you felt about like uh, Agatha Harkness, like the character, the actress, who, which was Catherine Hahn, um, and sort of like the reveal of her being the bad guy. Because like, in my head, like she was, I, I suppose like her purpose in the show, like her character was to be a measuring stick for Wanda, because Wanda's the main character. And um, they established her as, like, this really strong um, um, witch. And as soon as, like, you saw Wanda overpower her, you knew Wanda's, like, on a whole other power level now, right? Like, that, that, that was the whole point of her character. But I thought Catherine Hahn did, like, a really, really good job in this role. And, um, and the reveal was, like, you know, you can sort of see it coming because, well, at least I knew it from the comics as well, that she was, like she she's been a character that's heavily linked to Wanda in the comics, like in a bunch of stuff. So I knew that, that that's a possibility walking in, but I still thought that it was a really good reveal um, and how they did it as well. And she was like a good comedic actress and she was good, like as a playing like the part for the first couple episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she did so well, or it's just like, well, I can't really see her as a villain. So like, maybe it's not her. So like that kind of, even though like, you know, the, the name was similar and everything. It's, and you never know when a show is like trying to throw you off. Like they did so many times with uh, Mephisto in the series. And I, I'm not even going to get upset about like being wrong on that. Cause like there's a whole like senior scratchy and my husband, Ralph and um, all the devil mentions with um, what's this with a uh, Quicksilver saying that, and uh, you know, the devil's in the details and that's not the only place he is stuff like that. Um, so it was, it was kind of like that where it's like, well, like Agnes, like, yeah, there's there's clues that point towards that she is Agatha Harkness, but it's like, well, she's doing such a good job acting, you know, uh, just along with the show, uh, the show within the show, um, kind of controlling uh, Wanda from the outside um, in ways that you don't really see it at first. So I, I did have my guard down a little bit, but. If I wasn't watching all these YouTube videos and stuff and I just like binged it, I probably wouldn't. I would expect it even less. What about you, Aiden? Because like you maybe don't delve into the comics as much as Brady or I, but did you kind of see um, that? Well, I yeah, so I did. Um, But the thing is, so you're right. Like I didn't know much about it. I kind of had to like look a little more into it, but the the biggest thing with me is I did figure out like after watching a few videos that Agatha was like um uh Wanda's like mentor and Wanda eventually kills her and all that stuff and like there's this big storyline right um so I was like okay like that makes sense but to kind of like understand where Brady's coming from like from like I was on the same page with the fact that like 
if Marvel can do something to like shake you, they will, especially this early in a show. So it's like, and we saw that with Mephisto. And I think like, that's the thing with saying like the devil's in the details. Oh, that's not the only place he is. Like, I think that's exactly what they were trying to do there. They were trying, they knew that the Mephisto rumors were so big and like, so they just decided, like, let's throw some stuff in there and get people talking, because like that's how you gen, like that's how you generate the popularity for the show. But it's also how you get people excited. Um, so basically, like to answer your question, like yes, I did, but I didn't really, uh, I didn't think it was going to be as big of a part as it was, and um, that's where that's kind of where like knowing the comics and stuff comes in. And uh, I think you can appreciate it a little bit more. But um, once I saw it, I, yeah, I was like, probably. Yeah, it's just, I think it's cool that, because like the, the creators of the show and the writers, like it just goes to show how much they know about everything and they know exactly what they're doing and they know exactly what people, like they can predict all the YouTube videos that people are going to make about theories when they're writing it. Um, they're like, oh, we're going to say this one thing or we're going to put this one thing in the background or, you know, this thing's going to be this certain color, this symbol somewhere. And like people are just going to take it and run with it. And uh, I, th- I bet they had a lot of fun kind of watching the the reactions and all the theories people were making and probably went right according to plan because a lot of it was hard to predict. That's the thing. Like you got to think we wait every week for WandaVision to come out. Like the, the producers and the actors, they wait all week to watch <laughs> the reaction videos because they're just as funny. Oh, a hundred percent. And I bet they look out to see who's uh, on path or not. And then if it, maybe if they're all they're they are getting too accurate, they have a Paul Button, Paul Bettany does a little interview where he says something about, oh, there's a big cameo at the end. Uh, <laughs> actor I've always wanted to play with or Elizabeth Olsen says like, oh, yep, it's a Luke Skywalker level cameo just to throw us off even more and really wrench in everyone's plan. And that was actually like a freaking bonfire explosion that they created. Um, which I won't forgive them for, but um, they probably thought it was freaking hilarious. <laughs> That's the thing. For yeah, us, it was I was done, I would have done the exact same thing. Like you gotta have fun with it. I think like you just get so Dude. bored of press conferences. You just say st- stuff like that. I don't. I don't blame them. Like it's it, after all, like it's entertainment, and you know they're allowed to have fun too. <laughs> like they're the ones who made it. Yeah. Um, and I love. I love both actors, um, or the actor and the actress. So. I don't blame them, but um, if you have anything else to add, uh, we're approaching fifty minutes here. So if you want to, if you want to move on to the Falcon and Winter Soldier, if you don't have anything, oh, else the to only say. thing I was, yeah, the only thing I was gonna say is like one thing that was like sort of like a footnote in the series, but I, I really enjoyed was was the was Darcy Lewis's character who like who st- who got the like first showed up in Thor, um, and has kind of been bouncing around ever since, played by Kat Dennings. And, like, I thought that she was super fun in WandaVision. Like, she had short parts, but every part was, like, like it was fun yeah. to watch. Um, with her interactions with Vision and and um, sort of, like, her just, her, like, uh, like, the comedy style that she brought. It was, like, super, super funny and, and fun to watch. I actually really enjoyed those parts. Oh, yeah, me too. I I, I agree. I agree. And there's like so many Easter eggs to talk about that you could be talking for years, like Senior Scratchy, um, being probably uh, Agatha's son. So, but there's way too many to talk about. Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> I def- I, yeah, I love all the Easter eggs though. 
Yeah. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian my man. Stan. My Sebastian man. Stan. My man. Uh, man, probably my favorite bromance um, in recent history. Um, I, man, I love them. Uh, definitely a different uh, vibe than WandaVision, which, which I think was really cool because WandaVision was just so like you're thinking all the time and it's like so weird. You're like, what's going on? What does this mean? What are all these hidden things? Whereas uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is more, you know, it's more action. It's more, you know, strategizing. It's, it's more figuring out who's who and, uh, uh, you know, working on more, more chemistry because obviously uh, Sam and Bucky kind of start off butting heads a bit. And um, obviously, you know, they're going to come together, but it's just interesting to see how, both have different versions of what happened in the past and obviously uh captain or not captain america because that's a, a general term now um steve rogers being the one that linked them together with sam being the kind of like the newer friend and, and bucky being the lifelong friend and you know the death you know what does the shield mean to both of them and you know obviously bucky with the whole he gave you the shield he wants you to be captain america you just threw it away with sam kind of being like i can't be that and you know that's uh i don't deserve to be that i don't want to be that like there's only one captain america and it's it's really cool how you kind of see them both shift uh shift shift through different emotions and understand the other person's side as as events happen and everything so um yeah, I thought it was a fantastic series and the the new characters that were brought up and in the old characters that came in and uh, so much potential and really set out a lot for the future. Um, so what did you think, Ryan? Yeah, th- I, I really, really enjoyed watching this as well. And I mean, like I said, every Marvel, most Marvel content is going to be a one. But like this was this was really, really, really good as well. Um, and I the way I kind of thought about it is that it was. Um, WandaVision was very introspective and trying to figure out and very emotional and like trying to figure out where Wanda's like sort of emotions are at. Whereas Winter Soldier was very um like looking at the whole world uh, like as a whole, like it, they like they there was broad strokes of, of racism that was dealt with throughout the show, um and sort of dealing with legacy as well you know like us's legacy how they didn't they didn't ever like steve rogers was a hero but the other super soldier um i can't remember his name but he was sort of like he was almost jailed they didn't call it jail but he was held there and uh nobody ever talked about him and so it's a lot about legacy you know steve's legacy can can sam ever live up to it and will bucky ever right his wrongs um as during his time as the winter soldier so I thought it was very like the opposite of introspective. I don't know if it's extrospective, but that doesn't sound right. But I think it's you know what I mean. Like it, it, it was a lot. It was a lot looking at as like a broader picture, whereas WandaVision was very like um, centered on itself. So that's that's kind of like how I looked at it. I really like Sebastian Stan is is so good. My as man. He, he's <laughs> he like it's it's ridiculous how good he is as that character as well. Another perfect casting. Um, I, I felt that like the show packed a lot of emotional punch when it needed to. Like like Bucky, um, you sort of see a little bit of his past, like um, the scene where he he killed that guy, um, and then he was sort of hanging out with his father to try and come in terms 
come to terms with what he did as the Winter Soldier because he remembers all of it, even though he might not. He probably he didn't want to do it, but he had to. Um, and then going to Wakanda and finally being free, like that emotional scene where he was crying because he he couldn't be controlled by the the code words for the Winter Soldier anymore. Yeah, yeah. I thought that that was really really good. Um, and I thought. You know, like the action scenes were really good as always. Marvel film, big budget, good action scenes. But I thought some of the best moments in the show were they were in Louisiana helping out um, Sam's sister, like with the boat came and and helped Hi, Sarah. The boat as well. <laughs> yeah, I thought so, those were some of like the best the best scenes, or even when they were both throwing um, Captain America's shield at the tree and like sort of yeah. playing catch with it, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. montage if you will um yeah uh, i i like how the film not the film i like how the series really em- emphasized that like more emotional connections and i thought i thought they drew out some of those scenes more than they usually do with the kind of just like sitting and talking and um you know like like the, the montage where they were helping each other out like helping the boat fix the boat and everything like it went on for a while Usually it's like a oh it's like a twenty second thing and then the music slows down and then it's dialogue again but it was like a it was like a few minutes and it was just really nice to see because it's like these characters have been through so much and specifically Bucky of course um, but it was it was really nice to see him find some peace and you know find some you know good humans to surround himself with and fight for you know a good cause with the good guys um, yeah like I just. I, for me, the show, like as much as it is truly about um, uh, Sam and you know getting the shield and you know all the all the things that comes with that, um, I think it's really cool to see Bucky, you know, from the you know Captain America, the first Avenger, all the way to here. You know, we've seen him go through so much shit and you know how he was the Winter Soldier and everything, but now you know he he can overcome all that and. And you know, find humanity and learn to forgive himself, and and you know, kind of move on um, to right his wrongs, involuntarily wrong, involuntarily wrongs, um, albeit. But I think just the story arc of Bucky Barnes is just unbelievable, and this this series did such a good job at you know, kind of progressing that so much further, and whatever comes next. I, and I thought that they they dealt with like the racism themes throughout the show in a very classy way as well, like certainly high, highlighting it. Like um, when they got stopped by the uh, cops, and I think it was in Georgia or Atlanta somewhere, um, and uh, they only let him go because they figured out that he was, you know, uh, Falcon, right? He's an Avenger, so they let him go. Yeah. Um, so like that, like there, like you, there was definitely a theme there, like that they were trying to touch upon. Um and also with um, I can't Isaiah remember. Bradley is the yeah the Isaiah Bradley. Thing. You know, like him getting swept under the rug. Like they they definitely dealt with like those like um I guess powerful themes in a very classy way. Um and it, it was uh it was good to watch. I liked it. Yeah, I found the Isaiah Bradley, especially like the first the first time they went to his house. Um, but the, the scenes that they had him in again, like they didn't rush through it. Like they really gave, uh, I don't know the actor's name, but they really gave him the floor there and he killed it. Like it was very powerful and captivating. Yeah. And again, like stands for so many broader themes that have been going on for so long and very relevant today. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I really liked how they did that and, you know, we'll see if they, uh, continue with that kind of 
storyline in the future. And, you know, I, I liked how they kind of gave him that uh, place in the museum at the end of the show for him and to kind of like let history know. Um, yeah. And, and it's, and, yeah. It's just, it's such a nice thing to see, like, such a, like, um, like a big production like um like everybody's watching winter soldier so the fact that they would would touch upon those themes in in the show means that it's being talked about more in real life so like you can you can actually you can, you can just give them like big props for even like having the guts to to put those themes into a show because it's so um hard to to do right i think at least yeah. that's how yeah because you don't want to force it too much and i think you see like more tv shows i think do that and they just kind of force these all you know these issues, whether it's uh, you know LGBTQ plus or um, racial racial issues and, and whatnot or uh, uh, disabilities. I think that a lot of shows do it wrong, and they just kind of force it, and they portray them in ways like only in stereotypes because they, they don't they don't like consult them to get proper representation. Yeah, like and you just have like these kind of old white guys just kind of like, oh, well, this is this is what a person in a wheelchair acts like or this is what a gay person must sound and act like. Um, and you, you end up getting just a horrible representation of it. And it's like played by a someone who's not of that community. And then you end up with just like a really just a disaster that doesn't represent anything accurately. So, um, yeah, hopefully I, Marvel I just continues to that. I thought it was like really, really natural, and the way they wrote it into the show was really natural, and it was nice, it was succinct, and it was powerful, like you said. And um, also, I I forgot to say, but the show gave us some of the like the best content in the Marvel universe to date, with the scene where Bucky and Sam were going to therapy together, and they had to like interlock their legs. It was some of the best Marvel content, like yet. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't scripted too. That was just improv, which I thought was so funny. That is really yeah. funny. Um, they did that. Uh, how planned. did you? How did you feel about like what we were just talking about, Aiden, and and the themes that they kind of touched upon in the show? Like, um, so, yeah, like I mean, there's no other thing. Like you guys did a really good job, like, uh, basically going over that and kind of just digging deep into it, and like. There's nothing else to say besides like I agree with you because I think I think you make a really good point in saying that Marvel had and this is going to be horrible because like um, I'm going to get canceled for saying this but like after Endgame like seeing that horribly put together cringing like girl power oh, scene yeah um it, it was like how like why why is marvel just doing this stuff to like um increase their popularity like they didn't do it right it was very clearly forced and i think you made a really good point in saying like that's how it is these days like uh you get lots of tv shows that are putting these issues in there and brady went into it as well and like have these issues represented by people that aren't of that community but this show did a really good job of looking at it and not making it. Um, I'm not, I don't want to say, cause it was a focal point. It was a big focal point, but they got their point across and they did it in a way that was more impressive and actually spoke volumes as opposed to making people want to turn away or turn off the screen. You know what I mean? Um, so I think like, that's a really good point. First of all, to say like dealing and looking at those issues was awesome. But not only that, like 
Um, I don't know about you guys. Like, I would love to see more of Isaiah Bradley. Like, holy, oh, yeah. like that would be him talking That's about the story about like imagine a show about Isaiah Bradley's like Black Captain America breaking those soldiers out of that Hydra camp and him having to fight Bucky. Like that would just be unbelievable. That'd be unreal. That'd that would be, be so so I, cool. Yeah, that's that sounds like a really cool premise for a show. But um, the other thing, uh, so these two things are more lighthearted and funny. Um, first one being, is anyone else not just like a little bit disappointed that um, instead of calling himself Captain America, that like uh, Sam didn't call himself like Eagle or something? Like, I feel like that just would have been perfect to, like, meet halfway. You know what I mean? Um, I know it's like, I, think- I know it's not comic savvy and it makes no sense whatsoever, but it would just, it would have just made my world. Well, I think it's, I think it's a, about the legacy. Like, they always were saying, there needs to be a Captain America for people to look up to. It's just picking the right Captain America. Like, that's yeah. what I think it was about. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I will say this as well. Like the show did talk quite a bit about the um like the stereotype of Captain America and looking at what that what the idea of Captain America really means. Um and in doing that, they, they took a good look at the state of America at this point in time. And I think that was super important as well, but um, I, I just think it would have been funny. Like it would have been a funny little mash together, but I agree with you. Like if we're going comic, um, accuracy, then yes. Like as well as with the accuracy of the show, I actually can't. Oh, it was something in relation to WandaVision. Uh, oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. So I saw this really funny because you know how Elizabeth Olsen made the connection between the Mandalorian and Luke in uh like when she was talking about the cameo yeah Uh, so i thought about this at the beginning of like when we were doing the episode but like how funny would it be if they brought in sebastian stan like as bucky into wandavision and then like had that as like the luke like cameo like yeah because he oh yeah 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 luke yeah, that yeah. that'd be a good. Just, it it a would good make no sense. It would make no sense for the show whatsoever. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> it would be so out there, but it would just be so funny to say like, yeah, it made no sense to bring him in whatsoever. But people wanted a guy that looked like Luke, apparently. So <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> That's a good one. Aiden. I think. Um, Sorry, were you gonna say something? Oh. Well, I was just going to say, like, the the other big part of the show that we haven't really touched upon um, is, like, uh, is uh, American Agent, I think is what what his name is, or the guy that they dubbed to be the next um, Captain America. Played by U.S. Agent, I think it is. White Russell there. I I think there's actually a lot to talk about, because um, even though he was a character that you were supposed to hate, I actually really liked it, because... uh, it's such a difficult part to play, and Wyatt Russell is such a good actor that he did it so well that he was getting hate mail from it, and it, it's it's kind of sad to see because you you never want to see a, like an actor getting hate because they're doing their job so well. 
but people were hating on him. It's okay to hate the character, just don't hate the actor or send hate or whatever. It's like sad, I think but he loved it. Job. Like he like that fueled him. Like he j- I, like I remember I, seeing an interview about it and he was like I love it. Like cuz it means you're doing your job. Like people are supposed sure, yeah. to hate you and if if he turns out to be the most hated person in the MCU, just wow, right? Like that is crazy. But she is, yeah, which I don't think he is, but no, um, no, but like for the first half of the season, first half of the season, I think he was definitely like once he started to go like a bit rogue, it's like, okay, he's not, he's not like Captain America anymore. He's just, he's just going to go his own way and go rogue. But like when he was like first, I think trying to replace Captain America and he, when he was saying shit about him and uh obviously he didn't know cap and blah 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 uh i think that's what really got people going it's like oh this is the replacement cap and how he's such a dweeb um but i think yeah once he started to go rogue it's like okay this guy's just like a shit guy like mm-hmm. yeah but at the same time like you you sort of feel bad for him because i mean like he said america bred him to be a soldier they put him in these situations they made him a killer they like you can say what you want to say, but like he was right about that. Um, and then obviously the the super soldier serum when he took it, like you can't blame him for taking it because he feels like he has no control of the situation. He's way overmatched. Um, he's fighting super soldiers as like a regular person, like he feeling overwhelmed. Like that, it makes sense to me why, like he did what he did. And oh, yeah, I agree you, with you. Him, but you sort of still feel bad for him because he only ever did what he was asked to do and then obviously the super soldier mm-hmm. scene made him go too far but i don't yeah, know I, I really like the character and i think there's so much promise in that character as well for like future shows yeah especially with uh what's your face from seinfeld coming in and um being kind of like the nick fury for the other side and recruiting u.s agent um i think that's definitely setting up a little a little opposition group uh for the future Whatever, uh, whatever movie that may be in, uh, if you ever La Fontaine or Constantine, what's her name? Anybody? Madame Hydra. What? It... Yeah, 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 like, yeah. What's her name? Oh, <clears throat> no, that, that's I, I don't know. I don't know her name, but I like that's what she's referred to as, right? Yeah, that's like her. Yeah, yeah, that's her nickname or whatever. Uh, fuck. Her co yeah, name. Uh, Julia, Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, you're looking for the O. Okay. I thought you were like looking well, for I know it. No, I know that now. I was just trying to think of her name that she, like, oh, okay. she, like her actual gotcha. name in the show. Wait a sec. I have, I'll get it in a second. Uh Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, Madame Hadra. That'd be cool, because that, that's definitely gonna be in the future, right? Oh, yeah. so, I mean, they, they set it up for that, like, like very yeah. clearly they set it up for like the future. Uh, especially with Anthony Mackie saying he sees himself playing Cap for the next six to eight years. Uh, he said that a couple of days ago. So we are definitely in for you know, a couple, a couple new movies with this specific plot and storyline, and maybe another TV series or season. Um, I think I think they'd be really smart to run with Sebastian Stan and uh, keep Riot Russell in and uh, with Madden Hydra and uh, Mackie as Captain America. 
Uh, it's going to be really exciting. And then just see if, if they cross over into these other movies like Black Panther 2 or Wanda or, you know, Wanda and Doctor Strange stuff or uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, I don't know. I have no idea how any of these movies are going to be just like they're all kind of deal with their own characters. Or is it going to be like a Captain America Civil War thing where everybody's in it? Um, I would I would not think that Spider-Man is since there's already so many characters in it already being itself kind of like a multiverse movie um so yeah i'm not uh not too sure what they're gonna do but i'm very excited there's just, there's just so much that they're setting themselves up for it's gonna be insane and not, not, you know not to mention you know uh, eternals coming out and um uh what's that what's that other movie um uh, i don't know but i mean there's yeah there's like spider-man multiverse of madness um what else? But I'm I'm looking forward oh. to the Eternals. That is going to be a great movie. Uh, Shang Chi and the Legend oh. of the Ten Rings is run. Yeah, Shang Chi is oh, going to okay. be very okay. very good. If uh, if you guys have nothing more to add, I just had one more question. Yeah, um, just it's a super general thing. It's um, basically like what I was just going to ask is like, how do you feel about the Marvel moving forward? Like. Just as in a general sense, um, it's just it just man, there's just so much coming out, and it's gonna be interesting to see who they kind of pick as their core. You know, like before it was like the core five, kind of like Hulk, Iron Man, Cap, Black Widow, uh, Hawkeye. You know, like the f- and who who else? The I name five, Black Widow. I don't know. Thor? Whoever the five Avengers were, Thor, whoever the f- five Avengers are, like that's kind of like that was their core going forward. And, and the, the, we're still going off of it, you know, with Black Widow getting her solo movie and uh, Thor is still going strong. Um, but you still have, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and you have uh, Shang-Chi coming in. You still have Eternals coming in and Hawkeye's all this, show. All this other thing. Hawkeye's getting a show. So do you mean like once the core, this this old core is kind of. On? Are you talking about like how do we yeah, feel like, about the, like, the new core in general? I mean, like my my sort of outlook is that like there's a lot of like I I think there's a lot of good things to look forward to. I mean, Loki just started. I saw I've seen it. You guys haven't, but it, it looks like it was really good. And I mean, Tom Hiddleston's another perfect casting. I couldn't see anybody else doing it. Um, like that looks good. I mean, the Spider Man still coming out, um, and possibly like something that I've always wanted to see is the uh, the three Sp- Spider Mans in one place. They keep saying they're not having them, but they're they're totally <laughs> having them. I, I won't believe anything else. And I, if I'll be so disappointed if there if there aren't. No, yeah, I uh, I'll die in a hill. All three Spider Man are in this movie. I don't care. I, yeah, they keep, yeah, you can say what you want, Andrew Garfield. You can say you've never been called. Nobody's <laughs> never. I never got their call. Be in that movie. And why are also, all your stunt, why are all your stunt doubles together on set, huh? I could genuinely see them just hiring Andrew Garfield and Tobey <laughs> Maguire to walk around the set, just <laughs> like because like that's just such a Marvel thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, why is the original Doc Ock? Why is the original um, to keep uh, doing this? They're getting what they want. I mean, we're we're the ones like racking our I know, minds it, over it. They know what's like, going to happen. It really makes sense why you'd have characters from the original Spider-Man and then the Amazing Spider-Man. Like they're they're having um, yeah. 
what's her name that was in La La Land uh, in Easy uh, A. Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. She's she's reportedly being in it. Um, yeah. The original um, uh, Doc Ock and then uh, Mary Jane. Both of them are like confirmed in it. It just makes no sense for why they would be in Tom, like in Tom's like um, I guess trilogy of movies, Spider Man movies. Like it would just it just doesn't it like logically doesn't make sense. Also, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in it as Doctor Strange. So like it, it's such an easy tie in. Um, yeah, especially after Multiverse of Madness, like that's going to be first. Like that, so that's going to be like one of the like if they don't do that, I'm I'm going to be so disappointed. Um, but you have tons to look for. Obviously, multi Multiverse of Madness, um, the Hawkeye show, uh, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, what I was going to say is that like looking at Marvel going forward, like. I don't know if it's ever going to be the same, like or surpass what's already been done. They because the the core five were that good, like everything's going to be measured up to them. So, it, like it'll be difficult to see because Endgame, like Infinity War and Endgame, were the culmination of twelve years of of story building. Like that's never been done before, um, yeah. maybe never again. So, like, how are you ever going to top that? It's it's going to be very hard, and like I guess we're starting. Like I, 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 whatever, whoever the big bad is, like we, we see we, that's how early we are. Like we don't have our Thanos yet. Whether they go with like the, uh, what are they called? Eternals, right? It could be the Eternals. It could be like Galactus. Um, Wanda. It could be Galactus. Uh, like, Kang the Conqueror. It could be yeah. um, uh, Gore the God Butchers uh, in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Maybe he's only a one movie villain, but yeah. I mean he's been in the comics everywhere, so. I think this is where we kind of start to get that those first like after credit scenes where it's like, oh, there's Galactus, you know, like how he's, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. Like we first saw this weird blue purple guy, um, but you know they kind of bring in Ronan first, and then you get to or Loki was working for him, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I think I think we might start to see that. I don't know, but like then again, I don't think they're going to do the exact same thing just with new characters. So I'm not going to say that either. I think they'd be smart to kind of do it a different way. Um, and just really, really, you know, put the stakes super high. Like we've never seen them before because like they have to go further than Thanos disappearing half the world or not just the world, like, or is it the universe yeah. universe? Like the stakes have to be higher than that. Like, holy shit. Well, I think has they're... been dead for five years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, well, another thing I like is that they're not starting from new, like, a lot of what they're building, WandaVision, uh, like uh, the new Captain America show, Loki, it's all based on like the fallout of Endgame. So they're building on top of it as well. They're yeah, not yeah, just yeah. leaving it in the dust. Yeah. Um, but they've already started to like sow the seeds of like a, a bigger threat because they're going to bring in the multiverse with the multiverse of madness. So not only are one like the inhabitants of one universe at stake, well, there's the infinite multiverses that are at stake. Well, I think that's probably what they're trying to trying to like go for here. Well, is is is, is 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 Loki kind of like multiverse? Like he's like a variant, or is that just more like a time thing? Then it's a time thing, but at the same time, it's they they actually um they start the story for like a really big like it's on the same level as a, a universe like sort of like threat. Hmm. So, like, there's definitely massive repercussions in the movie as well, just in a different way, or in the in the show. Sorry, 
I don't want to give too much away because you guys haven't seen it. Yeah, but it's a bunch of stuff in the trailer as well. Like we can, you can kind of see. Yeah, it all has stuff. to do with time, but like time dictates the multiverse, or like you know what I mean. Like there's one thread of time that they have to follow and protect. So. Yeah, and then with the show, what if? Like although it's more just it's cartoon, it's more just like fun. It does introduce a lot of the concept of what a multiverse is, and like hey, this is what happened in this universe, kind of thing. Like we're. Uh, uh, T'Challa was Star Lord kind of thing, um, just to kind of plant the seed of the multiverse idea and concept. So I think, and then obviously like Doctor Strange, multiverse of madness, like it's in the title, you know. It's so I think, I guess that's one way to raise the stakes, you know, is to have just open up the multiverse and really run with that. And who knows if X Men come in or if they're just gonna put that on the, you know, put that on hold for a while. And not only that, but it does open the door for certain characters that have died to once like maybe even cameo sometime like you know robert downey jr showing up as a uh, another like universe's tony stark or something of that sort so like they, they definitely open themselves up for like cameos that way um yeah i i hope they don't go overboard with it i, I hope they just yeah. do it just mm-hmm. right so same with like the time travel thing is like oh we know you know the ant-man blah 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 and they can time travel i just i hope they just don't overdo it it's like oh they have to face everybody's multiverse self kind of thing it's, it's yeah like, no I, that's not what i'm saying i just i just think that I like i just they, yeah. that, like they've opened the doors to like possibly do a cameo down the line like just like yeah. you know which i think would happen a thing but like aiden how do you sort of feel about marvel moving forward because like people I, have different opinions on it yeah i will i'll keep it fairly short just because we are um we are running out final, of time here, final thoughts aiden. honestly um i'm just all in all i'm super excited for it for the first time ever marvel does not have a roadmap uh so we get to see like because that's the thing from uh, I won't say Iron Man 1 because it didn't start from there, but from the first Avengers movie, they had this roadmap to kind of lead it towards um, Infinity War and Endgame. And for the first time ever, we're looking at them potentially trying to figure out where to go next. Knowing Marvel, knowing Disney, they already have a plan. And uh, giving them the benefit of the doubt, it's probably a pretty good one. But um, I'm just excited to see what they come up with because at this point that's the thing we can talk all we want but at this point it's all just speculation so um i i'm just super optimistic and i think they have a lot of resources at their hands to be able to uh go at it and give us something awesome is is that something that's exciting for you that like they don't have a roadmap or is that more like intimidating like if you were like as a fan perspective because having that roadmap led to such a, a potent and like emotional and ev- like everybody that's a Marvel fan was invested in the storyline. And this time around, they don't have that. I mean, they have the comic books, but they still have to build the story. You know, uh, you have to character build for over a decade, like to get what we got. Like, is that something that you, you like, or is it maybe something that you, you, you wish they had a roadmap? No, I mean, I I like that they don't because that's where it kind of comes in that we get to see this extra creativity. Like, there's not something that they necessarily need to abide by 100%. Like, I mean, it always is good to have that uh, end goal in sight, but that's the thing. Like, I feel like Marvel already does, knowing 
Marvel and Disney and the way that they plan things and bring things back from 12 years ago. Like they know their stuff. So, um, from a fan's perspective, no, I'm not worried about it. And I feel like another nice thing that we can always look at is Marvel does do a very good job of essentially winking at the comics. Like even if they're not by the book, you can look at similarities and examine like, uh, what happens and you can kind of get an idea of what's going to happen in a series. Like obviously not 100%, but you can get an idea of what's going to happen. Um, if you are very versed in the comics. So, um, I think that's a big thing that they have to rely on and that if they get stuck anywhere, which again, like knowing Marvel, knowing their creativity, um, and now the resources that they have that they didn't have when they started out with the original five. Um, I just, I think it's going to be nuts. Absolutely crazy. But I am looking forward to it. Yeah. There's, there's then again, like, like you said, there's decades of content out there and there's always going to be fans um, like us that are like willing to simp over it. So. Oh, of course. Even if it's there, trash, it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, sorry, that was like the last thing I had to say. I don't know if you guys have any other ideas or questions about the 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 Marvel universe. I think we can, I think we can wrap it up. And obviously, uh, there's some a lot of stuff we didn't get to touch on. We had to, you know, we had to, you know, we, we were out here forever, and you know, there's lots of stuff we missed in both shows and characters. But yeah, uh, let us know if you want us to to talk about a certain character or something like the flag smashers or Sharon Carter, that all those storylines, like tons yeah, going on there that we didn't get to touch on. And we're gonna, not going to get into it right now. Cause we have to go, but you could uh, do a two hour episode on, on both of them probably and talk straight uh, through so many layers and, and deeper meanings and real world implications of, of all that. So, which I thought was really cool and uh, the power broker. And uh, we didn't even mention fucking uh, Zemo. Oh, oh, I forgot. Oh, wow. <laughs> we got to give a, a shout out to Zemo. Like, what the? Heck? I had a question wrote down about him. I forgot to say. We'll need to, uh, we will need out. to do another episode when, uh, like, when we start talking about Loki, what we can do is we can do another episode and we'll spend the first hour on a um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> the last the 20 minutes on Loki. <laughs> so good, man. I thought I thought he was a okay character in um, Civil War, but he's god tier now. So god tier, quite the other quite guy literally. Can... Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Especially those um, dance moves. You said, well, you said Loki's god tier, so I said quite literally. No, I said Zemo. Zemo's oh, I thought, sorry, I thought you were talking about Loki. That's my bad. I... Well, he is too, but like, I don't know, Marvel does such a good job. I was just going to ask Keish quickly because he hasn't talked in a while. As someone who's new, you've been watching a couple, like not a ton, but how's uh, how's the Marvel Universe in its infancy for you? How's it it treating you? Um... So like I've seen I've seen a lot of like the like the original like like Iron Man one Captain America type things. I've seen all like the Avengers movies. I think, um, but like nothing really past Endgame. I don't know if that answers your question, but I'm a, I'm a fan. They're good movies, entertaining at least, at the very least. Yeah, 
I mean, that's all they're supposed to be, I suppose, if they're movies. They're supposed to entertain you at the core level. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a little bit to be said about, like, comic book relevancy and whatnot, but, um, like, I don't, I've never been, like, a huge comics guy. Um, I, I think I've talked about this nine million times on the pod, but, like, the Green Lantern movie, still one of my favorite movies of all time, just because it was, like, just a genuine good movie. Not favorite movies of all time, that's a bit of an over-exaggeration, but, like, people hate it, I think it wasn't bad, I thought it was just, like, a good movie, entertaining, so... I liked yeah. when Deadpool went back and killed him. Oh. I guess you're not a fan, eh? No, like, it was, like, at the time, it was a good movie, and it was fun to see, like, Green Lantern live, but when you go back, like, the movie doesn't hold up, and, like, like the, the story wasn't great, and, like, the villain wasn't great. I, I love Ryan Re- Reynolds, though. I mean, But, I mean, yeah. he, he really found a home as, as Deadpool, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I will say it was quite entertaining to hear you guys uh, go on and on about uh, about the shows. It uh, sounded great to me. Yeah, I could talk for years about it, honestly. I could tell. Mm-hmm. But like, this is all just a, a bigger ploy to let us. I was talking about the group chat like uh, <laughs> a couple days ago, but it's it's actually just a much bigger ploy to get to be able to watch the early episodes, um, like all the other critics do. We have to. <laughs> We have to release committed and on time content. So, like, yeah. if we do reviews, it's got it's gotta be like the day after each episode, not almost <laughs> a year after the series. Hey, hey, it's okay. <laughs> a sports podcast. Uh, the obligatory. Uh, we don't know if this is coming out because Keish never lets us talk about. Um, <laughs> I need you to look into the group chat right now and tell me whose idea it was to record this episode tonight. Yeah, he like 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 we said, this is our uh, uh, second episode uh, within it within the year talking about TV shows. So we don't we don't know if this one's coming out. But second episode in two weeks. Yeah, we don't know if it's, we don't know what this <laughs> one's coming. Out. You see what I mean? This this has happened it. before. Oh, what do you? <laughs> He's just doing this so he can say this right now. Just you guys, you, like, see, the thing is, like, when I sent that text and I was like, yeah, let's talk about, like, the Star Wars and whatever today, Star Wars is going to be, like, part of it um, or something. I have no idea. Um, but, like, I knew this was coming. I knew this backlash was coming. <laughs> I, I, and I just wanted, on the record, this was my idea to talk about this today. And it, we are recording this on the 9th and it will be out on the 11th. So, everybody listening. He had some errands he to run. So he like, yeah, actually recorded this on uh, the 4th, and he is lying. I want the Falcon Winter Soldier just... Uh, it just ended yesterday. This is a few <laughs> months ago. <laughs> Ryan's already talking about the Loki series. Like, you're good. You, he yeah, already dated it. We are for, we're foreshadowing. We're just predicting. It's eight months in advance. Yep. This has been on hold. He's holding us prisoner. I'm, not, I'm doing no such thing. Doing no such thing. All right. Well, they, they they make me stay up till like 4 a.m. to edit and make sure these episodes are out till till uh, like Friday morning at 7 a.m. Well, finally, finally some truth. Yeah. Finally. Um. Oh shit! I forgot what I was gonna say. All right, just just end it. Let's wrap it. All right. Well, we're gonna send you guys out with the uh, with a little bit more of Jake Mandrick on the guitar. But Brady, you want to hit us with a sign off? Oh, Ryan can do it. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Quiet. I knew it. Um, Dude. I was going to say, this will be like one of our least listened to episodes because I talk more during these ones and uh, everybody hates my voice, but... 
analytics um, know just analytics do true. show when that's Ryan's so words. No, hey, hey, we remember we looked at the analytics and and it said when Ryan's words per minute is under five, we have more listens per episode. So. Yeah, I mean, like, what I said was true. Like, in these episodes, like, the, the TV series and the Star Wars ones and stuff, nobody likes it, because I talk more. Talk way too much during these. I like you. Okay, man. Is everything all right at home? <laughs> I don't even brought that up. You just went for it. it. Record, the record shows. Yeah, the record do show. I will say, our top three episodes that <laughs> aren't, like, first three, all, all of them don't have Ryan in them. <laughs> it's it's both parts of the Andrew Bailey episode and then Delvin Bro where he showed up for the last five minutes. Numbers don't lie, baby. I, I've been saying I'm the weakest link. <laughs> I, I've been saying that as well. So. All right. So uh, speaking of Ryan not talking anymore, um, it's just. A... <laughs> we'll start that hey, um, hey, your punts be high and down inside the tank. Good night, boys and girls. Let's go, abs. Yeah.